0: the sober experiment podcast by be sober with alex and lisa
1: season three is sponsored by iphm an accreditation board for holistic therapists and training providers around the world i'm alex one half of the sober experiment and i'm lisa the other half good morning Good morning. It feels
0: dead weird doing a podcast on a weekend. Oh, it's so weird. I felt like you've been my mum this morning. I know, I'm really sorry, but I know. I finally do get how anxious I made you on the radio day. But right now, you're going to have to get over it. (laughs) I
1: know. I woke up at six o'clock this morning, which is kind of a usual time for me to get up. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, no, it's Saturday, I've got a bit longer. So I fell back asleep, and truth because I've got to be honest. Um, I got your message this morning. He was like, can you get on at 10 to? I had completely forgotten about this morning and was like, oh, my God, I've just opened my eyes. So I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't had my mum text off you.
0: Well, I do. I'd have been sat here on my own speaking to Oliver. (laughs) 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 So speaking of which. We've got our Be Sober. Do we call him Be Sober Bristol or Be Sober Men's now? I don't really know what his official kind of thing is now. Well, it's Oliver, our Be Sober. <laughs> it's Oliver, He's just there. Ambassador. <laughs> and he's coming on this morning, isn't he? We'll talk about the kind of men's sobriety in general, hopefully, and also a little bit about his story. So quite excited about this one. Why are you not excited about the rest, normally? I'm just, you know what, before, I've just thought about something. I'm always excited about them, as you know, and this is our last one of the season. We need (gasps) to tell people that. (laughs) I was just about to sort of pause it until Oliver comes on, but this is our last one of the season. Oh
1: my gosh, guys, this is the last one of the season. Oh.
2: Hi, how are you?
0: you? Yeah, yeah, we're good, thank you. Are you okay?
2: Very well, very well indeed. Very well indeed.
0: This is good news. It's nice when people are well. So we have just kind of done a little introduction and said that you are now our Be Sober Men's Ambassador. and. I've just—I don't even know whether you know what you're talking about, but I've told everybody what you're talking about, so I apologise in advance. <laughs> I oh, just said, uh, I just said we'll talk a little bit about men's sobriety generally, and if it's all yeah. right with you, have a little bit about your story as well, Oliver.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, nice to be uh, nice to be asked, and uh, yeah, to talk about myself. Why not? Why not?
0: You are grand finale it. as well, Oliver.
2: This
1: is our final episode of um, this series.
2: Is it? Oh, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the last one. Is my is my light above my head? Is that off-putting, is, or is it?
0: Well, I now can... you've told us. Yeah. <laughs> no, you look angelic. You look. Honestly, that's yeah. what it looks like. Your
2: an angel aura. Uh, an aura. God, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to have an aura, but I, uh, I don't, sadly. Right, I think everybody this.
0: has an
1: aura, Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> They do. It's true, whether you like it or not. Just like we all get looked after. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lovely, right? Let's see how this looks. There we go. That's a bit better. Oh That's yeah,
0: there you are. No Perfect. halo now. Thank you. Okay, so shall we start before we go into kind of the be sober element of stuff? Can we start with your story and what brought you to the point of getting sober?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, well, I always felt a wee bit out of sorts, really. Um, I was quite a sort of problematic, quite a sort of problematic child, really. I had um, felt very isolated and quite sort of quite lonely. And um, it just carried me few. I think I just, I just had some really sort of um, debilitating beliefs as well that I just sort of, I don't know. I just never, I just never made any effort, really. I think mean, be the bottom line, I just never, I was just a classic lazy, the classic lazy kid. I don't think I made any effort until I was about 17, 18 anything. But, um, I had a few things that shaped my life. I grew up in quite a sort of rigid, quite a rigid home. Like emotional stuff wasn't really discussed. Yeah. And um, it was just very, 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 very much about the about the show, you know, the, the show. And uh, my mother's still very, very much about the show now even. And, um, but don't get me wrong. When you like said much-
1: that, do you mean like the show as in what? Everybody else is looking at. So yeah, everything yeah, looks yeah. Lovely on the outside, and let's just hush everything up, sweep it under yeah, the carpet. Yeah, you.
2: exactly, exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. You know, and um, yeah, all about the image, all about the image. Um, my, my, um, my father died when when I was thirteen, so he was fifty three. So he's a pretty young, young man, and um, that really impacted me. And um I didn't really start grieving for him until I was in my late teens. I couldn't really take on the enormity of what had happened yeah. um and um, yeah, it, it, it shaped me immediately but I didn't know it but I didn't realize it until my sort of late teens. Um, and then we lived in, we lived in a community and my, both of my parents had been heavily involved in the church um, and I was abused through somebody um, in the church. Um, sexually and, phys- and physically from the ages of fifteen till I was just shy of seventeen oh, um, gosh. yeah which was which was really horrific and um that really shaped me as well really shaped me as well and um i think that's quite i think I was one of quite a few one of quite a few boys that had that experience and um yeah it was um that was that was really really heavy stuff to sort of try and process by the time I was eighteen um
1: it's a the, vulnerable time as well, Oliver. After losing your dad,
2: but that's how those people specialise, isn't it? I think had there been yeah. a male present, had there had there been a male presence around, that wouldn't that wouldn't have happened, you know. Yeah. And um, you know what uh, scares
0: so- me about that? That bit, all of it scares me actually. But the the bit that really scares me is. You know, I've, I've I was a teacher for years, and I've worked in schools, and my own son's fifteen, and you kind of think at fifteen, ah, oh, they're good. I've got them out. You know, he's not smoking, he's not drinking. I've got them through mm. the worst. I'm probably going to do an all right job, and mm. they're not at risk. And actually, when you say that, I think, oh my god, he is. You are still at risk at fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive, ma- massively, massively, and um, so. But in the background of all of that, I was already like like a lot of teenagers. I you know I'd started off smoking, dabbling in a bit of drink, doing a bit of drugs, and um, so I was already sort of doing that. Uh, by the time I was about eighteen, I was already pretty much on. You know, I was twenty seven when I stopped, and people were like, "Bloody hell!" But as you think about it, right? I mean, if you were at it for ten years, and I was, I mean, that's a significant period of time to be tipping industrial quantities of booze down your neck absolutely <laughs> you, you know yeah. i believe you be 10 years can do plenty of damage to a human being you know physically emotionally mentally you know and um yeah i was just one of those drinkers i was just i was i, I just brought madness with me do you know what i mean i just specialized in chaos and um i thought it was funny I, you were laughing about Anora aura earlier do you know what I mean like i was really attached to that identity you know and yeah. um, and I'd probably and if I'm honest even though I was taking the mick out of my parents a little bit for being rigid in the show in a little way I'd learned that you know I got really attached to that show mm-hmm. you know and um, I always I always joke a little bit when I'm on Instagram or whatever that I thought I was like some Steve McQueen George Best hybrid right but the, the, the truth of the matter is jokes aside like in my head I kind of did do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. but without but, but, but without none of the charisma or talent or anything that those two men had and um yeah it was just um and it was just a very very painful life i was very i was very lonely and it's what a lot of us do i made really really poor choices um i was very very good at building things up that were quite good i was um i was i was a chef i was a career chef i was quite skilled um and i really enjoyed it and um i'd work really hard to build up some money i'd do well at work maybe i'd get a girlfriend maybe i'd get a nice girlfriend um and I just eventually I just take a match to it, you know. Um it's a boozy
1: and, um, career that though as well that you've kind of chosen Oliver, isn't it? As a chef.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's I mean I used to work in one kitchen in, in central Bristol and I was there was about twelve of us in the kitchen. So like a sort of medium sized team. And like I was one of like five chefs that were like absolutely on it, you know. And out of that five, I think three of us were quite open around the fact that it's like, Yeah, I'm an alky you know. So um Did you have
1: the temper too that yeah, chefs yeah, are known yeah, to have?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I but, but um but the thing is the industry is not like that anymore that all that all stops sort of like mid-naughties but yeah that was another thing that i handed myself over to you know my, my role models you know mm-hmm. i chose really really poor male role models um as well you know and i think a lot of us do don't we on our journeys you meet yeah. really, you know you meet you meet really really good people and um yeah, you just you just end up hanging around, not I wouldn't say with scumbags because that's that's unfair, but you end up hanging around with people that are just like you and 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 identifying with people who are worse than you and say Oh God, get you, I'm gonna hang out with you, you're more mental than I am. I can yeah. take this to the next level, hanging around with you, this is gonna be great. And what you really need to be doing is finding yeah. It's it's all a journey, isn't it? It's all a journey. And um mm. You know but when yeah, we I talk had some, about. So, sorry, well, I just
0: wanted to ask you one thing. You know when we talk about women, like women's drinking, and we say you know we have obviously being women and having lots of female guests on as well. A lot of the women seem to talk about this kind of just being sick of it, just being fed up of it, just being tired. Is it the same sort of thing for for you and for, for men in general, or do you think there's more of a rock bottom moment?
2: I think I think I think with quite a broad brushstroke, I think men do take it further. I think men seem to have been this sort of moment of having rock bottom experiences or needing that. And I think also as well, there's, I think there's a very, very different shame. You know, I think it's not it's not uncommon to meet blokes that aren't really in the lives of their children, you know, yeah. uh, because some wife's gone off you go. You're an absolute burke um, or they've just walked away because they're you know, whereas, you know, a woman that's not in the lives of their children. You know, I mean, society's yeah. got society's got plenty to say about that, haven't they? Do you know what? I've probably yeah. got an opinion on that. If I'm honest with you, you know, and I think women just get shamed on a far deeper level um, for behaviour around drinking. It's like, oh, won't you think of your kids? Or won't you think of this or that? Even if they haven't got children, it's like, shouldn't you be behaving differently? Whereas yeah. I think, whereas I think, with men, it's it's because we don't open up and we don't talk. Um, it, it has to get taken further before you do reach a place of being willing to talk. You know, yeah. and you um, just
1: triggered a memory there as well. Actually, Oliver, that when I did used to go out, how people would always ask me, like, "Oh, where are the kids? Who's got the kids? Who's babysitting?" And it, it used to really irritate me. Like, what's it got to do with anybody else? Where my children are? Like, when the dad goes out, he never
2: gets asked that question, mm. like,
1: ever. And it used to irritate the hell out of me. <laughs>
2: mm. Yeah, I know, and, and I know, and like, where's it? Where's it come from? You know, an old boss of mine, she didn't have any children and we'd have these meetings and other women would ask her oh you haven't got any children why is that and um i said it's such a personal question isn't it it? and and, and i was always amazed because blokes never said it to her right but other women did and i was like i bet you've had that all your life and she was like yeah i mean you were brave to say it to her she was bloody nails but um, (laughs) it's um but yeah it's just like what the hell you know what the hell yeah, but yeah, yeah. To, to go back to what to what you've to what you've asked actually yeah, undoubtedly i mean it's absolutely exhausting i mean i had so many fronts going on you can't really be open you can't really be vulnerable at all you know and i think women do sort of have these sort of breakdown moments when they're getting yeah. pissed up with with close friend. i mean you can't really do that as a bloke you know and so it's it is like doubly exhausting keeping the fronts going on and i'm and i think as well it's also why a lot of men go down the 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 alcoholic route or the alcohol dependency route yeah become become isolated drinkers eventually it's a very very it's a very very linear path that most men end up drinking alone because yeah
0: yeah i get it it, it's it's actually really pulling on my heartstrings thinking about it and i think partly because it triggers a chord and it strikes a chord in me with my dad i mean you know i've made no secret that my dad was an alcoholic and he died Twelve years ago, he was sober in the end, but he still died from the impact that alcohol had, had on him. Mm. And it really hurts me to think that actually I knew because when he got sober, he talked. But during his drinking years, I know how alone he felt, even though he never sh- he never looked alone. He was life and soul of the party. He had his mates around mm. him. He was always in the pub. But he had no real people who understood mm. just what a dark place he'd gone to. Um, mm. And it, it really pulls on me. I think, oh, you know, I just wish... Mm. I really do wish and I know it's the end of um, Men's Health Week this week so maybe mm. it's kind of a good time to talk about it, but I really do genuinely wish more men could just come forward and say you know what I just need I just need to talk I just want some help and I think it's getting better but it's not enough still in my opinion there's still not enough going on no,
2: no, no. Another <laughs> thing, there's not I think it's I think it's very very hard I do think it's generational I think I think the generation below me so like you know my, my, my children I think that, I think men a lot more open about saying where they are. Um, they've grown up with. Um, I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, the, you know, the, you know, the shame of being, you know, the shame of being gay. I mean, I went to. I mean, there must have been boys in my school that were gay. There must have been, um, but just the shame of that. Whereas, you know, you look at, you know. LGBT that's why I said there's another two initials on the end of that now isn't it it's evolved so much but they're growing up they're growing up in a far more open and accepting time it's 2021 you know you're 16 years of age you can be whoever you want to be you know so and that's not being that's not being and if it is being judged it's actually getting pushed back on really strongly in social media, don't judge, don't judge. Whereas um I think for a lot of men, they just didn't they didn't have that. I think a lot of it's generational as well, you know. So um like my father was a quiet man. I mean he must have suffered. But you know, their parents fought in the war, you know, so yeah. they really had been through genuine hardship. And they would not grumbled. Their fathers have probably been through a war. So you're there in the you're there in the 60s and you're your sort of a teenage boy, your 20 year old son's trying to open up off you go get to work get yourself a trade son and not listen to this crap and um you know and but you know and actually you know you've got some stuff going on and, and maybe all you've got is a little bit of anxiety you know you've got some unpicked up adhd or you don't do well at school and you've been told you're an idiot and that's the only thing that's wrong something very very fixable nowadays but back then because you didn't talk about it it evolved into anxiety which you then cured with drink, which then fed your bad behavior, which then destroyed your life. Actually, all there was at the heart of it was just like dyslexia or something. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. because nobody talked, men especially on any level, it just it grew and grew and grew and grew. Yeah, yeah,
0: I get it. I get it, and it's like. I think women are good at talking, but we don't have necessarily the same level of understanding about men's problems. And I think this is part of what we're discussing. I want to move into it a little bit. So when we first talked about opening up the men's group with you, Mm. this was part of the kind of reasoning behind it, wasn't it? Having this space Mm. for men where Mm. that maybe women don't, don't have the same understanding and compassion for and don't have the same level of empathy, or empathy for, because we maybe haven't been through the same sort of things. Um, mm. You know, like when I think about my emotional health, men can actually relate to my emotional health because a lot of them have been through the same sort of things. Do you know what I mean? They're the father mm. or they're the husband. Mm. But I think w- there's a big disconnect between what men understand about women and what women women understand about men. So I think it's definitely needed this space and the way we've we've labelled it is run by men for men, mm. um, and we really want to grow this. And that's where we're at, at the moment, isn't it? This space mm. for men. We're having. We've got a Facebook group. We've got the Zoom, and you're mm. the.
2: The man in charge <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the man in charge yeah yeah well i think that that is the thing yeah it's 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 a real starting point for us as a group and you know, it will take a, and it will take a while to build as we've spoken upon because yes. you know men don't men don't want to not saying that men don't want to up but don't want to open up but there needs to be a real degree of trust there before i think before men men open up and um the line of work that i work and i meet a lot of I, I meet a lot of men on various sort of levels in their career but also in their personal journeys and there's a real sort of ownership about being a sort of being a sort of provider you know being mm-hmm. somebody who is who is ultimately attractive I don't think some of the the rules around being a man have really changed that much you know, yeah. you know for me for me, my ability quite simply to earn money and protect and feed my children is an enormous part of my identity and I want to be a good husband as well well if you if you failed on that through alcohol and you've not processed it, and you've got sober. You're still you're still living with it. Like where do, where do you go with that? Because you're probably living in a world which is seeing people, seeing other men with their marriages, with their children. If they've gone down that traditional route, or they're or they're moving forward, um, you know, commercially or holistically or through well being or fitness or whatever way it is they've tapped into to increase their to increase their lives. And you're not getting to that because you're still living back in bloody 1998 or whatever. Where do, where do you go with that? And if you go online, and if you were to try to find something that tells you where you can go with that, with those feelings and that query that you've got, there's nowhere. There really is. There really, really isn't anywhere you can go. There might be a podcast or something you can listen to, men's health or whatever, but not all. Some of them are very jokey. Some of them are very serious, and it could be it can, it's very very difficult, I think, to find a connection. So that's why we started the Facebook group. That's why we started the to be sober men only. It's, it'll be a long slow burn. I think we're going to build some members. It's going to take some time for everybody to get to know each other. And then we can start to talk about these things that, that men feel huge, huge shame about. And um, I think I spoke when I spoke with you two, I said, like, what am I I didn't mean, my drinking, I literally went to prison for drink driving for the second time. I mean, how I didn't go to prison, I don't know. Even my lawyer said you're looking at a sentence. Um, and the bottom line is, I'm the man that runs your daughter over outside her house at four o'clock in an afternoon. I'm that bloke, you mm-hmm. know. Um that that's you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit a woman, I wouldn't cheat on my wife. You know, yeah. it's like, well, I don't really think you're in any position to call out anybody's moral codes, Oliver. <laughs> Do you know? You know, and I think men get really, really bogged down in that. Um, Do you but i, I also think
1: that's why men kind of choose AA initially because of the animosity? Animo... Why can I not say that word? That like... Honestly, we've
0: got such an issue around anonymity. It's anonymity. An, an, I can't. An, an, say an, 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 it. it's, mm. <laughs> it's been days now. It's been nearly a week. <laughs> Has
2: it? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know why it is. I mean, I found me very welcoming. I went. You know, you know my story. I went to AA for a long long time I'd be dead without it but um yeah the ratio the the ratio of men to women in AA is enormous I think it's like I think it's like even I think in the states it's like even 80 20 it's it's not even it's not it's not even it's not even close um and I think as well that perhaps yeah it is that sort of quite uncompromising do the steps get sober follow this pattern follow this process this person's in charge even though they say it's not hierarchical it is yeah and I think a lot of Men find that a lot easier to fit in so they know where to position themselves in. Um, yeah, I think that I think that that could be that could be a factor. You know, that yeah. could that could be a factor. I think I think men are probably quite used to competing, or there's a there's an alpha figure in the room. I would like to take some of that out. But I also think as well, it's no different to what you see in a lot of society is there's an, an enormous amount of comparison that men have. Men are terrible for comparing. I, I, I doubt women are any different, if I'm honest. You know, and um, for my my 40th, my mother bought me a prescription for a GQ magazine and and, um, I I just put it straight into recycling. All right. And it's not because I'm ungrateful. I put it in there because it just it, 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 it upsets me in a little way. Looking at that, you know, where if I'm not driving a Jaguar, I haven't got a watch on my wrist that costs as much as I earn in a year and i've not married i've not married the best looking woman i've met after i've slept with all the other best looking women i've met and i've got a 500 pound suit on i have failed yeah that's crappy isn't it you know and that's what shit magazine but also as well the little bit that I you, know, when I you know it's hard to avoid all processes of social media isn't it and a lot of, okay. a lot of women influencers that i see in marketing that's what they're peddling
0: yeah. yeah, You know, yeah. they're
2: peddling, look at this body, look at my man, look at my car, look at my Rolex. What have you got, bitch? You know? Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's just, you know, and it's like, that's the thing, you've got to be so careful what content you're taking in, because before you know it, you're like, I've massively failed here. You know, it's like, have you really failed? No, you haven't. Let's take a look at it, you're sober. You've been sober for some period of time. You're a part of a group, you feed into it. And, you know, and you're contributing to a family or, or, or a dynamic. And I think a lot of people... Men especially really lose that. They lose what sight of what they have got and they focus on what they haven't got because they're they're looking at the wrong people, they're choosing the wrong role models, yeah. they're looking at they're looking at the wrong content. Myself for years, I don't want to criticize A, it was great, for years, I was just in the wrong room. You yeah. know? I was in the wrong room. That that message had served its purpose and I hung around. And I hung around for too long because a part of my story is especially as a drinker, I had no loyalty. I don't even think I could spell loyalty. Right, um, and a part of my sober journey was learning loyalty. like I've got the same friends now for ten years. I used to fall out with people like that, you know. Um, so I saw, yeah, so I had like an extended loyalty card that overplayed its, overplayed its purpose. and I started hearing things I didn't want to hear. I started comparing myself, and I wondered I wandered around like a lost sheep suffering alone for about three years. And even though at that time I was twelve years sober, in all honesty, it might as well have been two thousand and five. I was living exactly the same life. I just wasn't drink. I just wasn't drinking. You know.
0: So do you think that's a thing? Then I mean, for you, and I'm not saying it's for everybody at AA, but like you've you've got sober, but you're still. Did it is this the bit where they say you're a dry drunk? I know that's a really awful term, but like the mentality of drinking is still there. You're still behaving in the same manner. Mm maybe even just using willpower to get through each day, I don't know. Mm. Do, do you think for you, the the biggest developments have shifted in the last three years and is that kind of what you're saying?
2: Yeah, I think so. For me, I definitely took a look at mindset and um, so my day used to consist of, I used to get up, um, I, I used to get up early so that my, uh, my I didn't have to deal with my partner at the time. I'd get in the car, road rage all the way to work, ride with my team all day, road rage all the way home, argue till half 12, one o'clock at night, go to sleep. And I would just do that. Weekends were just, weekends were just horrendous. Um, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel suicidal, but I had just took so many poor choices, uh, based on behaviors and and, an image and stuff. And yeah, I, and yeah, I'd gone full circle. I'd I'd learned, I'd I'd got sober, learned what was wrong with me. I'd got myself educated. I'd looked at my selfishness. Lisa and I were joking once in a Zoom meeting. I was a terrible liar and a thief. And I didn't even know I was, but I was. Do you know what I mean? I just, and I lost two jobs for stealing. And it wasn't until I got sober that I understood, I understood like, why they'd sacked me for stealing. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, what the hell's wrong with me? I'd worked all that stuff out. I had some friends. I had loyalty. I got fit. I bought a property. I had money in the bank. And I didn't go on to the next stage. I don't know what the next stage was. Uh, Actually, the next stage was a a learning experience for me. Um, But yeah, I, I just wasn't drinking. That was the only difference. I just wasn't drinking. And I was probably, if I'm really honest with you, I was probably angrier and unhappier than I was when I had been drinking. You know, and it was really, yeah. And it was a, it was a real eye opener for me. It was like, right, you know, there's two options. There's a number of options here. but like change it, start drinking again, see if it's different, or go off the bridge. You know, yeah. that's the, that's that's the three options. You know, I was, I, I was, I was in my, I was in my late thirties and I've had a couple of breakdowns in my life I think a lot of us have haven't we it's not yeah. to start drinking you look bad I had, a, I had a breakdown when I was 20 I just didn't know it it just felt like a yeah. really crap time it was like oh actually that was a breakdown yeah. um, and um, it was like right Oliver you know you know what comes next like, so you know what comes next you know and um, you know, I'm going to end up I'm going you know, to end up getting caught in a road rage incident I'm going to you know and um, I remember I had a spat with a guy and um, a roundabout over something and these were just becoming more and more common. And I, and I went to go and get out of the car, but the lights went green and he drove off. And I was chatting to a friend of mine who's, who's a really tough man. And he just, and um, he said, just all, just never get out of the car. You know, he was, like, he was like, he said, I'm hard and like, never get out of the car. You just don't know what you're walking into, you know? And I just lost all my perspective of life and who I was um and what i want to do is i want to help people i want want to be an ethical human being which means different things to different people of course it does. i know what my ethics are i'm honest i'm transparent i want to help people i don't start i don't steal lie cheat um and it's not all about me um and i can fall into that very very easily believe you me you know um and yeah i was just becoming that person again but without drink um so in a way i was deadly because you know what i say when we drink often you just at home drinking aren't you for hours yeah. of the day but if you're not drinking you're out in the world you're out and about stuff. yeah you're
0: there i mean everybody yeah that's what i was just <laughs> gonna say to you like you're actually more dangerous because you've actually got that clarity and the drive to go and do something about your anger <laughs> yeah
2: i was absolutely i was I was, abs- I was absolutely lethal absolutely lethal and in that relationship that i was in uh, it ended and um I got bought out of the property, had a little pot of money and I thought, right, this is going to be a fresh start for me. I'm going to start, I'm going to start moving forward. And yeah, I think about two years later, COVID struck and um, I left AA, had to come online. And I think you were one, of, I think you might have been the second or the third people I I reached out to, you yeah. know. So um, yeah, that was, that was it. And I would never have, I would never have thought about the online Community, i would never have thought about this thing it's massive and it's it's open and it's really what very very little talks very very little toxic behavior if anybody yeah. if anybody if anybody is a burke they literally get called out in no time and you never <laughs> and you never see them you never see them again because the moderators just block them you know yeah and yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful um, you know
0: can i can i ask you then just going back to this point this actual turning point where, which you know exactly when it happened you know what's happened can, can you just describe to us that moment of, or, or the, the moments of, right, this is what I need to do and this is what I've done. So like, you've been living a certain way for so, so long, you get to that place mm. and then what's different in these last few years? What exactly is different?
2: What exactly is different? Well, how, how I've begun to view myself um, is different. Uh, I've got, I, try to have a, I try to have a positive mindset. There's also a lot of acceptance as well. I'm, qu- I'm quite dry um, and I found myself being very jokey and being very bantery and like, you know, you two are quite uplifting and, and, and sort of ebullient women. you know, like, I'm not like that. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, and I think, I've, I, yeah, I think sort of having to accept who I am, like I'm not Mr. Unicorns and Rainbows and nor will I be, you know, but I'm also I'm also not like, have you seen the end of Apocalypse Now? that's what it's gonna look like if we don't get ourselves together you know I'm I really I oh really really I I've just I, realized
1: I, I'm a mixture of both of
0: them <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I've, I've come to realize that like I'm a standard issue bloke I've you know I've got I've got a son I've got a stepdaughter blah 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 it's like start looking at what standard issue blokes do and and be consistent you know as very as very very punishing on ourselves I think all I think all of us are you know when we get things wrong we're incredibly punishing on ourselves Um... I used to write big, big, long lists, you know, uh, none of which ever got achieved, so I'd fail on them. So I started to just be a little bit more gentle to myself, a little bit more kinder to myself, but also you know, I started exploring far, far more options that were out there. That's the pl- place that I'd realised I hadn't really changed anything for years. So I had to do, a, I had to do like a bit of an overhaul, really, you know, looking at my diet, looking at how I responded, looking at how I responded to people, how I wanted to be perceived, because it, you know, it all matters. You know, and I think as well becoming an open book. I was never one of those. You know, I'm not, I don't want to criticize AA, but they're called big book thumpers, right? And that's if you're in AA, that's great. That's the that's the process. But even though, even when I was hugely engaged in AA, I equally understood why people used to come in and literally do a UE and walk out the door. Like I yeah. did know there was, I didn't know there was other routes. And that was one of the best things about COVID. It came it came at just the right time for me. It's been a, it's been a disaster for the world, but. It came at the right time for me. It gave me a great opportunity to stop and look at what what I was doing to maintain my sobriety. Um, I hadn't fed into, I hadn't I wasn't helping other people, which is a big, big, which for me is a big, big thing. I think it's, you know, you know that yourself, don't you? You've really got to go. Once you get yourself right, you've really got to go back into the fire and do all you can to pull other people out of the fire. That's that's you know, and and the truth of the matter is whether it's an AA, us. Sober Dave, all the legions of people out there are doing it. That's at the core of what they do. It's like, I'm going, I'm sound. I'm going back. You know, I'm going This gonna is go, where got-
1: our ambassadors seem to have come from. Like, And Which is amazing for Be Sober, actually. We're absolutely buzzing about it, but they seem to come on as ambassadors because they've got to that point of, right, I'm sober, I feel great about it, but I definitely now would like to start helping other people. And it gives that extra level, really, doesn't it? It
2: does, yeah. But the thing is, that's what makes that ambassador role so so. So integral to what to what we do, but also so vital because you really you really had to have had that experience,
0: okay. yeah. You know,
2: um, and I you know I was given this joke last night. I was watching I was watching the football last night, and I'm literally like, you know, kick it put it up there. No, I've watched a lot of football. Truth of the matter is, I haven't got a damn clue what's going on in that pitch. Not really, <laughs> not really. Do you know I what knew I mean?
1: You all didn't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're all,
2: they're all they're all incredibly fit, highly skilled. You know athletically intelligent people, you know, there's so much more it than looks. And it's, the, and, it's the, and it's the same with stopping drinking or helping people that's had that drinking. If, if, if you haven't got that DNA in you, you're not really going to be of any use to anybody. Sorry. You know, you're, you're yeah. just not. Um, and you can be a highly trained therapist, which will help with the why um, and will help with the background that brings a lot of us into, into drinking and then into sobriety and beyond. Those people, are incredibly intelligent. The only person that is really really going to understand what any of us has been through is us. Yeah. You know, because there's no judgment. You want to put your most shameful card on the table, that's absolutely fine. Here's mine. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not a competition. You want know, to talk about shame, I can talk about shame all day. You know, all day. I am not going to judge you because you think you weren't a great mother, or a great dad. You know, I wasn't a great brother, and, and my, my brother's sadly dead. How the hell do I live with that? It's like he probably wasn't well either, nor were you, you know? Yeah. Um, and th- that's it what it is. Makes having these... that
0: compassion for yourself as well, like you've just described mm. there. You know, he wasn't well either, neither were you. It is, you've, you've clearly developed a compassion and an, an empathy for past you. Mm.
2: Mm. yeah no no i i i agree and i think that's when that and in the nicest possible I'm not trying to pick myself up and you see it from all the ambassadors and, and a lot of those that's when you know you're right in a way that's when you know you're well it's when it's like right i am i, I am a vehicle for sobriety you know i'm sober i've stopped drinking for this amount of time now it's time for me to wear some kind of badge, whether it's be sober or Ollie gets sober or let's get sober together or whatever, whatever it is that you're a part of. Yeah, And like you say, you develop that compassion, develop that empathy and you, and you find a group of people and it's like, let's get through this together because that's probably the only way we're going to do it um and it grows it snowballs you know yeah. um and i i say this as well you know with uh, i think i said when I, when I did one of the ambassador's room like you know this is like really early days for you guys and us isn't it this is like the foundations yeah, yeah. that are, yeah. this is the foundations that are being laid and i always think you know groups especially sober groups it's like a watch I mean, you take a watch right you pop the back off it go to your jewel and them and take the back not all the parts are moving at the same time that's not how a watch works right But it's a little bit like being in a group, you know. So Lisa, on on Tuesday, you're top of the world feeling absolutely great. I'm feeling absolutely terrible. You reach out to me. You know, I help you. Saturday morning, you've got a problem. You're on social media saying I reach out to you. Well, like a watch, not all the parts are working on the back. That doesn't matter because that's you turn it over and the hands are moving that's the key thing moving you know moving forward and all those all, all those little parts are moving just at different times to do different jobs they all matter i know?
1: absolutely love that, analogy I love that analogy it's so true and we always say this like with the sober lounges that we run it doesn't matter how you are feeling that day you've got to turn up to that group you know like mm. um just exactly what you said. It's just such a lovely analogy. It's like say. some some days
0: you'll need the group, but most days the yeah, group will need
2: what, you. That's, that's what, what we say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a beautiful post, you know. Yeah. And it also as well, it's a great example and it's so simple, isn't it? Because you think when you, when you're reaching that point where you stop drinking or early days of sobriety and you think literally it's like I need I just, I just need decades of counselling to get over this. And actually those little things you see, you know, the group needs you. It's, it's yeah. actually, it really, really simplifies it and really, really breaks it down.
0: What so I love amazing. about our community, you know, like with the ambassadors, with the members, even with myself and Lisa is nobody's story is the same. So you will always find someone in our group that has been through something similar to you. Always, mm. you know, this, mm. this, the number of people, for example, who've said, I suffered from domestic abuse or I suffered from sexual trauma or whatever it is, whatever it is, Mm. you know, and somebody else, me too, me too. Let's talk about it. And they might be Mm. a bit further along and they might have been through a little bit more of the healing process. There's always Mm. someone to cling on to, and they'll pull you through. And I just, I love that. And I I don't know whether it's the same in every community, but I just feel in the Be Sober community, we've really got that right. Like you say, we've got the watch Mm. moving.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I absolutely agree. I think it's our, um, I think, yeah, I think it's our asset. I think it's what, I think it's what sets us apart. I think it's why we're, I think why, why members are increasing so much. I think it's why we've got, we've got a really, really good traction rate. Uh, and people stay, but I think also as well, I, I won't name her it because it's her story, but uh, one of our ambassadors, I think she drank a couple of Saturdays ago, didn't she? She did this yeah. post and I think, I mean, that is just about the most powerful thing I've ever seen on social media. I mean, I was just yeah. like, good, good, the sheer bravery of that woman to to do that. I mean, I was, literally, I'm sort of welling up a bit now. You know me I know, give like, goosebumps. I yeah, I you give like, me goosebumps. Give me goosebumps. Yeah, you give me. I was just like, wow. that is. But that's it. I mean, that, and that, that is... You know, and I, you know, and I've, I've seen read quite a few posts from that woman. And I was thinking that's exactly who she wants to be. And I bet you like, two years or whatever, when she would have been in her drinking, she wouldn't have even dreamed of that level of honesty, probably haven't even taken the last packet of crisps. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So to go on social media, but that is, you know, and that stems from when you know that you are absolutely anchored in a group, you know, yeah. Because, yeah. because the sad nature of this really is this, right? You are either inhale and drinking, you're drinking and it's okay, you're in early sobriety, clinging on, you're in sobriety and it's sound, you're heading towards a drink or you're drinking again. There's not really that much of a spectrum with this, sadly. Like, you're either sound or you're not, yeah, you, know what I mean? yeah. it's, uh, you know, and um, I'm a real big believer in, you know, as long as you're not drinking, you'll be okay. I mean, I'm I'm coming up to 16 years and I don't say that to That's brag. And not, wow. I'm not all, I'm not all of those 16 years have been unicorns and rainbows. Believe yeah. me. Um, but I, I, I have not drunk in that time. And I believe it is one of the reasons why I have been able to move forward and to explore. And I'm not judging anybody that drinks. It is a part of it. I, I could I could drink this year. It could happen. It's not unheard of. Um, but if you don't drink, you're the a real chance. But if you do drink, if you're incredibly honest around the drinking and let us, and, and say, this is what I did. This is why. And now I'm moving forward. You're, once again, you're in with a really, really good chance. Really, really good chance. It doesn't matter whether you've gone away for three months, one night or whatever, and you've got on it. Come back and go, this is what happened. Don't protect it. Don't cover it. Don't justify it. If you want to go back to zero days, that's fine. If you don't, you want to keep the three the three months and say it was a blip. I've also got no judgment on that. Yeah. Right? You know, I've got no judgment on that. It's the honesty around what has happened and the reaching out. That will, that, that will solve it. I've, I've seen it. And I've, you know I've, what? I've, I've,
0: you know, you know, the thing is about that as well, and, and you did give me goosebumps as well around this and around that particular post, because it did take strength and we've, you know, we've spoken as well with that ambassador and it did take strength and it did take courage. But the key thing that's come out of it for that particular ambassador and for anyone who this happens to is I now know what went wrong. I now know how next time I'm going to deal with that. And I now know more than ever that I want to be sober. Mm. You know, mm. and it's so, like you say, it's so powerful. The number of people that will have sat there and seen that post and thought that right, I'm not going to drink today. I don't want to feel mm. like that. Mm. I
1: love I think- that about posts like that. You know, and like you said, with the group, it's all about non-judgment and people are going to do things like that. Um, and everybody really is so supportive, there's just never, ever, ever any judgment. But I know when I used to see posts in a group, especially in my early sobriety, and somebody would be like, oh my God, I did this last night, I hate myself. That post itself would stop me from going out and drinking if I felt like I was going to do that day. I was like, oh, I do not want to feel like that person. So every single post, whether it be somebody... Floating around on a pink fluffy cloud—that's inspiring. But actually, posts like that are inspiring as well, aren't they? Because Mm. I just love our group. I just think it's so good. Mm. (laughs) I'm a
0: bias. No, you know, it's amazing, and it's got a fantastic. That's it, and and you know what? I know we're talking about the men's group here. The men's group's brought that extra element of kind of inclusivity, Mm. and I know, like we say, it's early days. It's going to grow. Tell us, Oliver, just before we finish up. Where do you hope it goes to? What what do you hope happens with the men's group? What do you see it being?
2: Well, well I'm not trying to sound too cliched. I hope it does exactly what it says on the tin. I just hope it. I hope it becomes a, a group that is for men that feel they can come to and they can be safe. I hope that we can have Zoom meetings um, on the second Friday of each of each month, and that it's a space where men feel they can be. They Yeah. They They can, they can be the men that they are. Okay. You know, not, 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 not work, not work, Dan, not home, Dan, not, not that group of friends, Dan, that I really, why am I still hanging around with them, Dan? You know, it's somewhere that you can come along and feel safe and be yourself and get, and get information and experience and, and support and, and zero and zero judgment from, from other men and, and see that. Because if you, because like you say, it's about what you, what you're doing in the other two groups is it will cascade because if, if you have that experience as a man, well, hopefully you're going to start going out in society. At the very, very least, you might start having some of those conversations with some other men who might hear yeah. some of it, you know? Yeah. And um, because that's, yeah, I think we've, we've got a long, long way to go. And um, there's, a, there's a guy that I follow on social media. He's, um, he's, he's, making, a big, he's making big, big waves in, a, in the online sober community. And I think it's only now like a year on from being in the online community that he's starting to reveal his um starting to reveal his stories and the why behind it. Um, and um he's built up a very, very quick following. He's a real, he's a real, you know, he's um he's a real sort of ambassador, so to speak, in the Instagram community. And, and I get that, you know, I so get that because you know, he's a man's man, you know? Yeah. And um it's like, yeah, even with uh, the huge number of followings, the helping that he's doing, it still took him it still took him a year to open up about the the why behind the why behind the drinking. And yes. if it takes a year, it takes a year. If we can just help a couple of people initially to feel this is a space you can come to and open up. That's great. That is really great. I but can't um, wait
0: to see your rising in that way because honestly, and I don't mean you for your ego, I mean the Oliver that, that mm. is there that can genuinely help other people. And I mm. can't wait to see that presence on social media for you because I fully know that that is coming. I fully mm. absolutely know that be sober men's group is going to be a thing and it's going to be the thing mm. that you hope it'll be. I really do. Yeah. I really, really feel it.
2: Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think that's the, you know, we, we, we spoke about it didn't we obviously we had a we, the, the leading up to it and, um, yeah, it's definitely because it's out there and you have to, you have to wonder why, you know, and, and, um, yeah. And rather rather than wondering why, it's like, let's get some actions together. Let's just, let's just, let's just get the wheels in motion. Let's just start it and let, 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 let men, let men know. It'll be a long, long time. Same on the Instagram as well. Lots and lots of people are joining yeah. and, um, and, and, and they're following. I keep it, I keep it quite, I keep it quite male, but it's great. Lots of women comment on it as well, because, yeah because they the nose they like us <laughs> yeah i th- i think i think th- i think there's maybe an element of that maybe that maybe maybe they're hoping that i'll um show off my chiseled physique and all my tattoos <laughs> but um, but no but in, in all honesty i think it's be- it's because they have compassion and they understand the power of a group and they want to see yeah. you know, i just want to see anybody be successful you know i don't i don't care how you get sober or stay sober i just I want you to stay sober you know um
1: What's amazing as well is, and we discussed this when we were talking about doing the thing is you were searching for a thing Mm. and we kind of all sat there didn't we and we was like It was like a little light bulb three light bulbs went on You're the thing
0: You're the thing
1: You're going to have to create the thing and I think that's what's going to make it successful is there is nothing like this out there because you've now created this space that you needed and wanted and craved so much. And I think that is what's going to make it fantastic. So just yeah. thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for sticking with us. Mm. Um, you've been amazing, Oliver. And I think this podcast itself, the group, everything is going to help so many people. You're honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, your authenticity it's it's really like
0: addictive (laughs) 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 thank you so much for coming on the podcast no thank you for having me lovely chatting to you and we're going
1: to put the links for everything as well on the podcast description so people can find your group
2: lovely thank you very much indeed
0: bye then bye So we don't normally come back on at the end, do we? But we're going to start. Yes, we
1: are. (laughs) (laughs) Next season, we'll start. We just want to give, firstly, a massive thank you to every single guest that has been on this season and the other two, because it just obviously will not be the same without them. It'd be just me and
0: you. It'd be just us talking our usual load of shit, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, so well, people would be you. so bored of us, but thank you as well, Lisa, for being part of this wonderful podcast. <laughs> oh my god, see what I mean? Can't do anything nice these days, can you? Why do my eyes look so squinty today? I don't know what's going on with me. I'm not even it's tired. So early.
1: We don't normally do them this early. I'm but, not even uh, tired.
0: No, it's been- are you going to say thank you to me or what? Come on
1: well give oh, me not it's inauthentic no that's what I mean it's got to be real on it I can't just pretend to say thank you oh right she's not great. I'll wait I? till the end <laughs> maybe
0: I was going to say it at the end <laughs> maybe I'll go oh god when you say it <laughs> but, no, um, but what we want to talk fun. about is our membership don't we yeah first off let me just say and I don't want this to come across in the wrong way this podcast honestly is it, it's how Be Sober sober experiment really did start Lisa and I had just this vision of us two recording a podcast we didn't know there were going to be guests we didn't know there'd be three seasons we just wanted to record a podcast our first episode was like
1: and tell people and let them know that you could be sober and it was alright do you know yeah, what I mean like, we didn't know
0: we'd actually be alright at it we didn't we thought we'd just be us two twuffling on we did a first our first 20 minute episode actually took nearly two hours to record because we we. We could not stop pissing ourselves laughing at each other.
1: Wasn't that good, though? When you look back, like, even now, laughing has been the biggest gift sobriety has actually given me because I remember in the early days thinking, what if I don't ever laugh again? And now my laughs are so inside my belly, genuine. Proper laughs. It's um, it's amazing. And this podcast. I know if anybody ever messaged us, um, they always said that they were laughing walking down the street listening to this podcast. And that to me, honestly, it just makes what we do worthwhile. If you can laugh um then at us or with
0: us (laughs) yeah but also uh, what i was going to say about it is because because of the length of time we do it, we did this as an original thing just to say right let's just raise awareness and it's now evolved into us running the entire of be sober with our fantastic team of ambassadors and you know they've been amazing this season there's been a few of them on and what i want to ask you is if you do like the podcast please will you review us yeah, so you, you just, go just go on, on and, and go on to don't don't do it if you don't like us because we don't like Don't no, Stop it! <laughs> uh, just, just put your phone down and shut up. <laughs> go away and stop listening to, to us. Just skip to a different podcast. Yeah, go go and listen to someone else. Don't if listen. don't like us. it. They won't be at the end now, would they? No, that's true. So if you're still here, thank you for still being here. And would you please pop over and just give us a little review on um, iTunes, anywhere really. But iTunes is always good, isn't it? The Apple podcast. It's definitely good
1: because that helps with the algorithms and all that. It helps push us up so we get seen. And it helps other people see. And honestly, if we've helped you, let other people know about it.
0: And the other thing is, again, another little cheeky ask is we do have a donate page. We're a community interest company, which means that we're not for profit. And every bit of money that we get goes into the community. So it goes into uh, talks for schools, talks for rehab centres. We've managed to fund people in hardship for membership. We've managed to fund um, people in hardship for Uh, coaching we've offered counseling and we want to be able to do more and more and more of that so if you've got even a pound if you can just go over to our website www.besoberofficial.com and click on the donate button and even donate a pound Every little penny really, really does help us to help other people. And we're so, every time it comes, we're so, so grateful. Like, honestly, you think we won the lottery and it's like somebody's given us three pounds. We get so excited, don't we? Genuinely. Yeah, it's exciting. We get it. so excited. So if you, please do that. Um, we'd be so grateful. The other way you can support if
1: um, if you don't wish to donate is by actually becoming an official member of Be Sober. Um, so we do a monthly membership. It's £10 a month, which is less than, I used to pay more than that for a bottle of wine because I was a yeah. wine snob. Yeah. <laughs> so if you snob. think of that, it's, it's less than two glasses of wine in a pub. Yeah. A month. Um, but what you get for that is absolutely incredible. Not only do you get the absolute like that you've helped all these people with your money every month, but you get like the support group, you get access to the 30 day experiment, you get get fit, get yeah, be fit every Monday, oh. Wednesday and Friday. You've got the group coaching, these sober lounges, which is specifically for members only. Um
0: them. What? The drop-in and priority access to all the other Be Sober drop-ins that our wonderful ambassadors run. Yeah, but mainly a a telegram group. Yeah, yeah. But mainly, like Lisa's just about to say, and I know what she's going to say, you get friendship. Yes, (laughs) that is exactly what you get. And real,
1: genuine friendship. You get to meet people that are just like you that get it, that understand you. You get that me too, which is just incredible. It's special and you can't freaking buy that. Well, you can tell you on for a ten of a month be
0: so on that note, um, we are gonna leave you. Um, and we are back in October. We're taking quite a long break. We we need to get some creativity space we're sick um, of
1: talking to each other guys don't let a fool you we're just so sick of talking to each other
0: but as she said last week on Laurie's podcast that's not even true because straight after this podcast I guarantee that we'll phone each other at least another four times today
1: <laughs> that is true but before we go can I just say a massive thank you to my best friend ever for being the most wonderful podcast co-host I love you oh lot. god <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you to every single person that listens shares us on your stories honestly it means so so much to us we when you share us on your stories we do ring each other and go look somebody shared it somebody shared it and it means the world to us so thank you for listening to
0: us can I just say I'm sorry I know that that was supposed to be the end but that pissed well over my thank you we'll see you next season (laughs) (laughs) Shhh <laughs>